This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, January 11th. Brought to you by Rambo AgriFinance. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom trims budget. California protections for sage grouse. Katie Porter eyes Feinstein seat and OSHA advisors pushed on heat standard. Newsom trims climate programs. Yesterday, Governor Newsom released his initial budget proposal for the next fiscal year. The administration anticipates a $22.5 billion deficit, though the overall budget would be nearly $300 billion. The plan proposes a roughly 10% cut to many climate-smart programs, but it preserves the full $75 million in drought relief for small agriculture businesses and funding for methane reduction programs. California Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Jennifer Barrera said the budget plan highlighted the value of fiscal responsibility. It shows how a disciplined approach led the state to increase its reserves and pay down debt, she said. You can read more about the budget proposal in the AgriPulse West newsletter. It'll hit inboxes a bit later this morning. California to consider protections for greater sage-grouse. The Center for Biological Diversity has filed a petition to list the greater sage-grouse as protected under the California Endangered Species Act. The environmental group faults grazing as a factor disturbing the sage-grouse and its habitat. According to the California Cattlemen's Association, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has withdrawn two proposals to federally list the bird as an endangered species, largely thanks to the voluntary efforts of ranchers to help conserve the species. CCA has collaborated with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association to insert riders in federal funding bills to preclude the listing. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife will provide the Fish and Game Commission with an evaluation and recommendation in April. Katie Porter to run for Feinstein's seat. Progressive Representative Katie Porter of Irvine uh, yesterday announced a run for the U.S. Senate next year. Senator Dianne Feinstein, 89, is up for re-election and has yet to announce her plans. According to Porter, California needs a warrior in the Senate. She pledged to stand up for special interests, fight for the dangerous imbalance in our economy, and hold so-called leaders like Mitch McConnell accountable for rigging our democracy. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West next. When you work with Rommel AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo, AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. AFBF, more money and no cuts for ag. The nation's largest farm organization is now on record calling for an increase in funding for the farm bill. Delegates to the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting in San Juan, Puerto Rico, adopted that position after a spirited debate yesterday. If we don't make a case for ourselves, I don't know who else is going to make a case. 
that the word of South Carolina Farm Bureau President Harry Ott. Why it matters? Well, Republicans on both sides of Capitol Hill want to use the upcoming debt ceiling debate to force Democrats to agree to spending cuts. In 2011, a similar debate led to $23 billion in cuts to farm bill spending. AFBF will make the case that farm programs should be left alone. If lawmakers are, quote, really interested in keeping the food security of our country secure, like it is, and available to our people, then they're going to have to go and find other places to cut. That American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall speaking to Agriculse after that policy debate. By the way, uh, AFBS Tauf's leadership is feeling pretty good after the latest college football championships. Duvall's Georgia Bulldogs uh, thoroughly uh, embarrassed TCU. And Vice President Scott Vanderwell was glowing after South Dakota State decisively won its first FCS title on Sunday. Now, for more about AFBF's day-long policy debate, you can read our weekly AgriPulse newsletter. It's available later today. Also, reviewing a range of regulatory issues facing agriculture this year. House forming a panel to counter China. The House voted 365 to 65 yesterday to create a special committee to guard against Chinese influences in the U.S., House Speaker Kevin McCarthy making an impassioned speech in support of forming the committee. Worried about Chinese propaganda in our schools and lobbying efforts in Washington? The Select Committee on China will shine a bright light on it, McCarthy said. Outraged that Chinese Communist parties buying American farmland? Well, the committee will work to stop it. McCarthy promised that the committee will be bipartisan. The vote shows that there is plenty of support on both sides of the aisle. Representative Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin was named chair of the committee. Federal advisors urged to provide recommendations on heat standard. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration is in the process of developing heat regulations for workers and is pushing an advisory panel to provide recommendations. Speaking at a meeting of the National Advisory Committee on Occupational Safety and Health, OSHA's Andrew Levinson said the panel should, quote, keep working with all deliberate speed on this because OSHA is not sitting still and waiting. OSHA's latest regulatory agenda says the agency is currently analyzing the impact of a heat standard on small businesses. A committee work group is evaluating stakeholder comments submitted to OSHA on a possible standard as well as current workplace practices and hopes to have something to present at the next committee meeting in the spring that the word of Rebecca Rebecca Rindell, Health and Safety Director of the AFL-CIO. By the way, the advisory committee adopted recommendations that OSHA correct and clarify misinformation in online materials on heat illness and injury, continue to partner with community groups, and expand use of social media and messaging apps to educate people about working in the heat. School meal program near tipping point. According to a school nutrition association report released today, the vast majority of school districts are concerned about the adequacy of federal meal reimbursement rates when a temporary increase expires in July. Congress raised the rates by 40 cents per lunch and 15 cents per breakfast in the Keep Kids Fed Act Congress passed for the 22-23 school year. Nearly all districts serve 
surveyed by SNA are concerned about the rates dropping. School meal programs are at a tipping point as rising costs, persistent supply chain issues, and labor shortages jeopardize their long-term sustainability, said School Nutrition Association President Lori Adkins. By the way, for a time during the pandemic, Congress allowed kids to get free school lunches nationwide. In those school districts that now charge for meals, participation in breakfast meals dropped by 23% and 13% for lunch. Here's today's She Said It. We can't import 100% of the food in the Central Valley grows. That State Senator Shannon Grove of Bakersfield blasting the governor's budget proposal for not adding more water storage investment. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, January 11th, brought to you by Rabo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.